Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Visit the Vendor Process Training Center to enroll in your choice of 55 plus training sessions that will help you and your team avoid fraud, compliance fines, and bad vendor data. Or just sign up to get access to Vendor Process FAQs and to attend weekly drop-in live Q&A sessions. Visit training.deborahrrichardson.com today. The link will be in the show notes. So you may love your job, your boss, your company, but at some point it may make sense to move on to the next career opportunity. Well, that opportunity will need a resume. And while you may be tempted to use ChatGPT to update that resume, here is one big reason you may want to revise that Microsoft Word, Google Doc, or whatever fancy platform is available for resumes nowadays yourself. Why? Keep listening. Welcome to episode 254, Job Hunting, One Huge Risk If You Use ChatGPT for Resume Building. All right, so I am going to start off um, with just a quick review of what ChatGPT is for those of you who have been, I don't know, very busy with work since uh, probably almost a year ago, November 30th, 2022, when it first came out. So if you Google ChatGPT, the response that you will get is ChatGPT, which stands for, by the way, Chat Generative Pre-Trained Transformer is a language-based model chatbot developed by OpenAI and launched on November 30th, 2022. Notable for enabling users to refine and steer a conversation towards a desired length, format, style, level of detail, and language use. So I just kind of use that for a general response. Note that Uh, It is from Wikipedia, so you know how you have to take all that with a grain of salt. But that's basically what ChatGPT is. And uh, you've probably been playing around with it. I know that I've talked to some of you at some of the in-person conferences that I've been at or uh, maybe some of the uh, meetings that I've been on or webinars and I get questions. And some of you will say, right, that you don't have access to it or your company doesn't have uh, allow access to it. 
but you could be using it on your own personal device. And so this really comes into play today when we talk about uh, job hunting, because typically that's something that you would do on your personal time and your resume, if it's in a format that is stored on your um on your personal computer or device or personal storage drive, then that is something that you would be updating outside of your work platforms. At least we hope so. You managers out there hope that uh, your team members are doing just that. So with that being said, if you are looking for a new job and you want to make sure that your resume stands out back in the day, we would have like different color paper. We would try to come up with some, you know, fancy words either in uh, the resume itself or maybe even the cover letter. Uh, And so that's what we did. But nowadays, you know, you guys have help with even uh, writing the uh, resume, and that can come from ChatGPT. Now, I do want to say that I found this out because I actually gave a uh, breakout session. I was a speaker at a conference, the Institute of Finance and Management. Uh, they have they are an organization that provides education and certifications for. Uh, accounts payable, so AP, but also uh, accounts receivable, AR. And uh, I think they also focus on controllers too. So, um, and they have their certifications are um, go throughout the P2P process as well. So I had this breakout session and I'm not sure if I said it was in the fall or if it was in the spring, but it was actually in the spring of this year. So it was in May this year because IOFM has two conferences every year. They have it in uh, the spring, which is in May, and it typically is always at uh, Walt Disney Resort. And then they also have it in the fall. And the fall used to always be in Vegas. And then we kind of strayed away from that, or they kind of strayed away from that the last couple of years or three years or so. But this year is going back to Vegas. And I will be giving another breakout session or holding yet another breakout session on AI. And so I've been doing all this research to update because, you know, in the AI world, um, this came out November 30th of 2022. I spoke about it May of 2023, and then I'm going to speak about it again in November of 2023. And there is just so much stuff that is out here that's new. So I'm doing a lot of research for ChatGPT and my breakout sessions were always on how can you use ChatGPT uh, in the vendor process. Oh, and that's where I got a lot of feedback that some companies do not allow their uh, employees to access ChatGPT uh, on the company devices. So I was actually surprised that they asked me back to have another separate session on AI or artificial intelligence, which of course always kind of turns into ChatGPT. And actually, I didn't just talk about ChatGPT, by the way. There are other AI tools. Actually, there are thousands of them out there. ChatGPT is just one of them. But this episode, I am specifically talking about ChatGPT because in my research for 
this breakout session that I'm having in November, I've been kind of saving a bunch of AI links, you know, things that, that have to do with what's trending now for AI. And I saw one on chat GPT and it talked about using or paying for the pro version and the pro version is uh, called ChatGPT 4 versus ChatGPT 3.5. Now, ChatGPT 3.5 is uh, the version, that's the free version. And as of the taping of this podcast, because you don't know a week from now, it might be something different. But uh, ChatGPT 3.5 is trained through uh, September 2021. So that's one uh, difference between ChatGPT 3.5 and ChatGPT 4.0. And then also ChatGPT 4.0 will allow you to have plugins. And so this one link that I had was talking about building resumes using ChatGPT 4.0 because they had some resume um, builders uh, in as plugins. Now, I don't have a lot of plugins, but as you know, um, as we saw back in the day, right, when we first got the Apple iPhone and there weren't a lot of apps out there now, just think about today, right? So there's going to be more plugins. But one of the plugins that this link talked about was how you can either drop in your uh, resume, your PDF LinkedIn resume. So you would take your LinkedIn profile and you would uh, download it as a PDF and then you would use a PDF plugin and you would have the PDF plugin uh, read your PDF by prompting it uh, in J- uh, ChatGPT using specific prompts. And so what that would in effect do is, you know, load your whole LinkedIn profile into ChatGPT. And then now that it has that information and access to that information, it can, uh, you can do some specific prompts like in the uh example that this article was doing, they were saying, well, take a look at my um, resume and tell me 10 job titles, right? Or something to that effect that I would be good for. Now, there are other links as well that will walk you through how to revise um, your resume using ChatGPT. And there was one YouTube video that I thought was a little interesting because she talked about you know, with ChatGPT, it's all about perfecting the prompt because what you what you ask is what you is what you get back. But how do you know you're asking it the right way? And so they were really focusing on the ask. And so they would take a job description and they would plug in the job description as part of the prompt and say, hey, give me, you know, three skill sets based on my resume that they had already loaded in using the PDF or a PDF plugin to review the content and uh, identify, you know, three of my best skills that you could then use to uh, uh, revise your current resume. So I am sure that there are other uses for ChatGPT. If you throw in your resume and try to get some information out to revise 
your uh, your existing resume. And it's understandable that you and anyone else will be tempted to do that because the best practice is always to tailor a resume for a specific job. Well, how many resumes do you have to tailor, right? Because you're applying to all these different jobs and um, don't even get me started on jobs that are posted, but are not even really available or they don't even really look at your resume, right? You have to upload your resume and then still enter in your information. And then you never hear anything back and you do that a hundred times. And yes, you would be pro- uh, prompted to, um, or partial to building your resume the easiest way possible or customizing your resume the easiest way possible. But I want to say that there is a huge risk in doing that. All of that to say that you are, if you upload your resume uh, into ChatGPT using one of their plugins, however you are inputting your resume into ChatGPT in order to do these wonderful things with it, you do have a huge risk of identity theft. And so why is that? And there's a couple of reasons I'm going to talk about, but I am sure that there are more. Well, the first one is when you input or upload or use a plugin to have it scanned, your resume in whatever format it's in, whether you're copying and pasting or scanning a PDF, then that information is being stored. And that means that that information is being used to train uh, ChatGPT or the bot or whatever it is that you're using, right? And so the next time that someone else, for example, prompts, um, chat GPT, and they can answer it with the information that you provided. Well, now they have your personal information. And by the way, right, if they're doing that with everyone who uses chat GPT for the resume building, how do you know that what you are getting is unique to you? So you kind of run that risk too, but still that is your personal information and that personal information can be used for identity theft. And so I think I quit putting like my address on my um, resume years ago and the last resume I created I only included my email address and my phone number. So let's just talk about that. Let's just say I don't give them any other personal information um, like a social security number, date of birth. And yes, I've seen those on resumes, by the way. I've even seen the mother's maiden name on uh, on resumes. Not quite sure where that comes from, but even if you only have your email address and your telephone number on it, that still poses a risk for identity theft because email addresses and phone numbers are used in multi-factor authentication. And so they have, right, um, that information from you if it got into the wrong, uh, into the wrong hand. So identity theft is that huge risk and that identity theft can be based on whatever personal information you included, even if it's only an email address or phone number. 
And that's because many of these frosters out here are not just looking at one platform. They're gathering information that you freely provide on other platforms and combining that and identifying, right, what can be used. So they'll take your LinkedIn profile, they'll take your Facebook um, account, they'll see who you are connected with, what posts you're liking, what you talk about, so that when you get that, you know, um, phishing email or social engineering email, it they will make it sound very legitimate because they'll use the language that you use. Uh, they'll use AI, right, to eliminate the uh, context issues and grammar issues. And by the way, with you now having uploaded your resume that has your email address on it. So now they have your email address, which you don't automatically get on Facebook and LinkedIn. They don't show you that information. At least I know they don't show it to you on LinkedIn, but, um, they, I don't think they show it to you on Facebook, but I could be wrong about that. The privacy, um, just every five minutes it changes on, um, uh, Facebook, but I don't think they show you the email address. And so if you give the email address on ChatGPT, now they have another place to go to combine all the information that they have learned on all your platforms to uh, try and perpetrate um, a fishy email um, or identity fraud or both. And one more thing too, I know a lot of you may use or some of you may use resume writers. There are a ton of them on LinkedIn. There are businesses out here that will create your resume for you. You may want to save money and say, I'll just let ChatGPT do it. And now I've talked about the risk of that. Um, now you may say, okay, well then I'll go and have someone else do it. You need to make sure that they're not doing the same thing right? That they're not using your, um, they're not using chat GPT uploading your information and then giving it to them without you even knowing that. So just know who you're dealing with. And, uh, and there's no way that you can be sure that they don't use it anyway, but you can always ask. All right. So I am going to keep doing research for AI chat GPT for my upcoming session in November. And let me just tell you, I have amassed quite a few links uh, in my uh, research that I have to go over for this uh, for this session. And I think so far I have like 23 different links that I've seen that could have information that would be relevant for this session. So definitely more to come. And we all know it's going to be changing. But uh, in November, I'll be talking about what is relevant through November. So if you guys are going to the IOFM conference and and you sign up for my breakout session. Yeah, we're going to kind of get into the deep woods. Um, I think it's only 40 minutes. We can't go that deep, but um, it probably won't be like you thought it was going to be. So make sure you bring your questions. And if you want to look at the conference to see if it's something that you would like to attend, I will put a link to the uh, AP P2P fall conference for IOFM uh, in the show notes. It's in November. I think it's the week of um, November 14th or November 13th. Um, yeah, the week of November 13th. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. 
and it is in Las Vegas. So I'm going to put a link to it. You can take a look at the agenda and see if it's something that you'd be interested in and can get approved to attend. If so, I'd love to see you there and I love to talk to practitioners. So make sure you seek me out. I would love to sit at your lunch table, breakfast table, and just talk. All right. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 254th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Mm-hmm.